Welcome to The Wise Fool. I'm Matthew Doles, your host. Today my guest is Milan Pekash, ceramicist and professor in Prague, Czech Republic. In our discussion, we touch on finding your market, art criticism and critics, passion, and social media. Pronounce your name correctly for me. Milan Pekash. Pekash? Pekash. Okay. Milan. Milan. Like Milano. Milan. Same like Milan. Exactly okay. how we pronounce Milan. Same. Fabulous. All right. So uh, give me a little story about your background. Where are you from? What's your, what's your childhood like? Where, you know, where were you raised? <laughs> All <this>. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm from Prague. I was uh, born in Prague. And uh, I don't know what childhood. Spent a childhood in a Prague too. <laughs> well, your parents. So what? What do your parents do? What was their professions? Oh no, there's no. Just because there's no artist in a in a family. No. So my my father he's retired now, but he was do a lot of different. He did a lot of different job like office jobs and all kind of was the turbulence in nineties that he was in so many jobs. And my oh. mother, my mother basically office job too, but she was on a. She was with a ch- child, because I'm from three child, she was with a child for for some time, and uh, she's now to office office work too. Yeah, so where did you get your, your sort of creative ideas and inspiration from? Uh, I started with a ceramic, like, almost like child, or not almost, I really like child. I think I was joking, like, I'm the like, typical product of Czech, like, education, of art education, because first I go to, I don't know, when I was maybe eight or ten, there's this like ceramic children club. You really? Go, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's one really nice one in a not far from here in like old water tower. It was used to be water tower, like in like really nice one. And there was this like, you can join all different club for children. I think this is even product from like communist time almost. And they have this kind of like clubs for the children. A, a, a club for yeah. children. Okay. To, I mean, to we do did... different things. You can do like petting animal or you can go ceramic you can go like small archaeologist all all this i don't know if this is in western europe it's the same or i don't know i'm I'm american i i only know what i know yeah Uh, yeah yeah. that's part of the nature of this podcast is that i there's a lot i don't know about the world um all right so so then you went to school for ceramics yeah and i go to secondary school which is like what you say high school i think in uh, in english and this was in uh, moravia because there was only in a time there was only like two the ceramic school one in south czech one in moravia and you can study ceramic like like you have normal subject on the high school and plus you have a, a subject you want to study with it which was the ceramic but this high school, they have all basically same like university. They have graphic design, design. Uh, there was even stone, like stone masons training course, everything. And you studied this from your like 15 till your 18, 19. Yeah, that would be high school, yeah. equivalent yeah. of high yeah. school. And then now, and now you're out of university. So you went through, got a university yeah, degree and, and everything. Through, yeah, yeah, I go through university in Prague, to Umprum. Same, I'm teaching now. Yeah, I was going to say, so, so yeah. you're teaching at Umprum, which is where you also attended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I studied from 2000 till 2006. And I think teaching from 2011 or 12. 
I don't know now. <laughs> exactly. And how much do you, do you, do you love teaching? Is teaching a passion for you or is teaching a, I just need a good sustainable income kind of thing? Oh, no, I like the teaching. It's you love really, teaching. Yeah, That's no, good. No, no. I will not do it for money. It's not even, it's not this well paid in check to do it for my, I don't think anybody doing here really for money. Yeah. It's very low pay yeah. here versus uh, other places in the yeah, world for sure. It's, it's not this bad. But it's not it's not something it's not something you will you will only do it for money. You need you need to like it too. Yeah, because it's interesting. You get a lot of like it can be sometimes almost like kind of like you feel like you are in some kind of challenge because there's always a new student. They like challenge you. They want to do something different, better. Oh yeah, I love like people kept asking me to teach like uh, higher level classes, and I actually like the introduction level classes because the students they they don't know enough to know what they can't do yet, and so they come up with the most creative things. And you know, because like once they get into the 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 medium, they start saying, "Oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you shouldn't do this," and they sort of fit into these sort of standardized ideas. But but before that, when they first get introduced to a medium, they're they're super creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting. What I was surprised too. I was thinking maybe after five years or something, you will get bored. It will get like same, and it will. But I must say, it's actually longer. Like, I can now I get less annoyed with them or something too, because like you, you get always same like some lazy student or some students they like don't want they want to do something different. And if you start to know how to, you start to know how to deal with it. And I think it's kind of like better, but I think you need to break too. It's going to be, it's going to be too much too. Oh yeah. Summer yeah. breaks are fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the best part, <laughs> one of the best parts of being a teacher. So, okay. So switching over to your work yourself. So you do your own work, you have your own studio, uh, and you produce now we, we had a discussion before, so we'll sort of do it again, yeah. but the nature of sort of industrial ceramics versus sort of maybe fine arts ceramics. I'm not sure what the, I'm not a ceramicist, so like, no, 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 no. help me out. Yeah. No, I have my own studio in Prague, little, 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 little out of center because the rent situation. And As every big city yeah, has, yes. yeah, yeah. I think this <laughs> same everywhere. And what I do, I do work a lot of it. Uh, I do work a lot of it porcelain, which have even tradition in like Czech and tradition in this too, But we try to now change a little bit to 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 get to different material. And I work a lot of it uh, with the glazes. I do a lot of experiment with the different. Yeah, different so glazes. those like starbursty kind of like yeah, crystalline yeah. Yeah, kind of thing. Like crystal glazes, yeah. Yeah. It involves a lot of chemistry and testing, but yeah, I do different stuff. But this is my like my main occupation. Mm-hmm. Most. The the nature of like when it comes to ceramics in particular, because mm-hmm. again, keep in mind, like treat me like I'm an idiot, because okay. <laughs> to a certain extent, when it comes to ceramics, I kind of am, or at least the production of so it's your side. Um, so there's there's sort of industrial ceramics or like utilitarian ceramics, things that are used mm-hmm. versus sort of objects, sort of sculptural pieces, one of a kinds that are not used, you know, like not food safe, not dishwasher okay. safe, that kind okay. of stuff. Oh, okay. this is yeah. So like, so like, I mean, so where do you fall into that and how do, how does that work? Like, what's the difference and, and what does it mean for you? Like, do, do, is it, are you, would you be like highly, higher respected if you did sculptural work than if you did industrial utilitarian work or, are, you know, what, what's the more respected avenue of this? 
I don't, I never think about it this way, what's the most uh, respected venue, because you can be, but I think it's really hard to be only one, in a, at least in a Czech. You can be an industrial designer for ceramic, but this will be really narrow specialized for only few factory remain here, and this few factory really don't, they don't employ designer very often. Huh. And of course you can do, you can do kind of utility design uh, yourself. You can like produce like pottery or pots or plates yourself too. But like, I think even what I see most people, they do balls and I do balls too. I, I will not know because I'm using for Ball, like... Balls is what you say. Oh, no, no, balls. Like Ball. the, no, no, I mean like, oh, sorry, my English. No, I'm uh, just clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like... Uh, you don't need to do only one. You can be, you can do kind of design, functional design ceramic, and you can do more like sculpture pieces too. Or it can cover. It can be. It's it's some. It's very shady area between. And that's yeah. what I'm wondering. Is like basically yeah. like, do do you have to be one or the other, or no, or you do you have you to be to. both? What I say, if you want to be, this is this is a little funny. We did, we did speak about. Uh, if you you can do both no problem but once you do kind of more design you are a little bit cut from the like free art they don't like really? free art sense they don't like this if you once do this it's kind of they will look to you you are like kind of designer and and everything else is after look like design but very often like designer here too they do like they go to the, they do they making objects they making they're making what we say kind of like there's a term for it i don't like it very much they say art design arts design art design but i don't i don't like this term and i don't think there's need to you need to do this i like i work with this material mm. i work mostly with the ceramic and this i enjoy to do and if i even what i do what i'm making vases somebody thinks they're more like object and using them like object, they will never like put a flower or anything. They really think object, and other people are just really using them. And you can you can say it's just functional ceramic, which is it. But you can use it both way. It's about how you treat it. Even for some installation, I do some installation with them, which is you will think this is more like this not different because I have some bigger pieces too. It's not really different from the if you do installation of the objects. Hmm. I like I don't I don't see I don't really see the boundary between okay. I can see it can be used used to both way I use a lot of industrial method in my how I'm making I casting them in a mold exactly the same how they will cast them in a factory okay that's and, interesting so there's a certain amount of industrial element to your work and that you use a mold so there's a certain uh, shape and form that's consistent. Yeah. So, so then, what becomes the more the unique properties are the glazing itself. And the glazes and how you actually work with it too is even if you exhibit it, it's about how you install it too. I think. Right. Too. Okay. But and that's my that's what's sort of interesting about ceramics because like you ride that fine line of like a beautiful ceramics could be used every day in somebody's home and a beautiful ceramics could be put on a pedestal in a museum. It could be the exact same ceramic, and, and I mean, look at all the design museums around the world, and all the, the amazing, you know, design work throughout history that are now iconic things of a period or a style. Uh, so, I mean, what's the little delineating thing that changes something from a utilitarian thing to a an art piece? I think this is really how you look at it. It can be, it can be really both. Like, for example, if I put my my vase to the like design store, 
definitely everybody say design but i had like recently in an exhibition which was together with like another artist like mostly painters and stuff and it was about like uh team was like inspired by japan or like asian and in in this like um in this um i don't know combination with the fine art with the contemporary like painter it suddenly looked totally different right does and that- i don't like i I just thinking it about like in a, in a, in an object basically I use the vase like the canvas mm-hmm. and for example I do like the my uh, my another things I'm working on it are like uh, are objects which are inspired by furniture and this is really hand builded objects I'm making them from kind of simple pipe join them but like but still it look like stool or table or little chair and this is really object but some people still like using them to sit on it well but within that realm so like let's say you design a piece that you put you you just let's say you design like an edition of five let's say that are very very similar let's say and and like four of them you put in design so one of them you put into some sort of fine art setting are the prices different? No, no, same. Same prices. Same, same price. So it doesn't matter whether it's bought as a fine art piece or no, bought as a utilitarian no, no, no. piece. Same no, price. No, same price. Interesting. Okay. It would be strange to give it a different. I don't you know. know. The art world is very strange sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> can be. But it's actually. I think this is important to control your your prices. So when it comes to making your work, do you feel it's important to? Um, be consistent so do like you have a sort of an authorship or a style or a, a look uh, a technique that that you need to sort of slowly build and slowly change or is is it important for you to sort of push the bounds and maybe sort of jump ideas and change dramatically i think kind of building your career i would say it's important to be kind of constant and building it slowly but I, I don't do it actually myself. Okay. I, I know it and I don't do it because I can see when I do something, I really like it, I do something different, but I can see it's not catch up the same, uh, like same fast, people not so interested. Right, so it's, but, the, it's the advice you give students, but it's not the advice you no, listen to. No, I don't to. give this advice to students either because in a venue, I think venue study, we really push them to try a lot of different things. Even they don't like, maybe don't feel comfortable in it, we really push them to try to design, try some, if they're not into design, try some like kind of more sculptural pieces. Like if somebody really everything want to cast it like in a mold, because when you're working with mold plaster, it's very technical things. We try to push them out of this. And I can even see it's okay, good things because sometime after school, they just come to some of the project, maybe two, three years back, they come to it and they start developing this because I don't, I don't think if you are here, like if you study master and before you study bachelor, you have six years, some people seven, and just doing one thing, you have all life for it. And you sometimes get bored to doing one thing because people want to buy these things and you will have enough of this in your career. Well, that's sort of the question is, is like, you know, I often hear and even get, I, you know, I probably tell people to do this too, is like, uh, try and find an authorship, try and find a, a sort of a visual, what we call like a visual voice or a thing that's a signature sort of style. I mean, and you can grow from that, but like you still have to sort of, it, it, like uh, you have to be working on a sort of a straight path of a career. So like A to B to C to D, kind of you can see how their career goes. So jumping around is, you know, trying a brand new thing just because you found it all of a sudden. And it's like, oh my God, this is so cool, which happens all the time. We all find new like techniques and we're like, oh my God, that's so great. And you want to do like a whole set of work about it, but you kind of can't, can you? 
can you just jump around ideas? I think you can. It's up to, it's actually up to you. If you go like the straight path, it's safer and probably like financially it's better because you, you kind of know, you find something which you can, you can sell or you can exhibit well. And it's, uh, I'm always surprised how long you can go actually with, okay, you're developing it too slowly, but I think it's, it's really depend of, I don't think this is kind of advice I will, I will give anybody because I think it's like, actually you can jump and we can find something and maybe it's, I sometimes do like small project. I know I will not even exhibit it. I kind of know from beginning, but I just want to try it and what can be interesting, this can help you even with your straight line to develop something next to, because you just try something, some, it can be, it can be style or it can be technique. It can be really something very technical, like in myself and trying some new glaze or joined glaze with something, something different. Or and a new it's material can help you. Itself, Maybe you yeah. don't see it like you don't see it now or two years. It can be even 10 years. You come back to something and say, oh, this was actually, I was doing this. And this was very interesting. And what is in ceramics, very important. I will say it's same in glass. It's very technical. Okay. You can, you can do without much technique too, but it's, it is, and you build in the skill. You're building the skill with, with this. It's really, you can't really price it with the money. You lost a lot of time on it. You lost, you lost like lot of money, material and everything, and maybe nothing out of it. I have so many like side projects and I even didn't tell anybody I'm doing it, but it's going to help you in the future and it's make you, it's keep you kind of sane too, that you don't do same, same things. Yeah. Repetition all, is a uh, yeah, difficult. Yes. Well, I mean, along that line, like how many failures do you have for, to, to brace you of how many successes? Oh, I'm really high rate of failure. Really, <laughs> high rate of failure. Yeah, yeah, a lot. But like, but not in the. But you, you're, you're. I don't. I don't mean like failure at the object I'm doing, but like a lot of different, lot of different, lot of different projects. There's a lot of, lot of go wrong, and I something think like, oh, this can be, this can be really good, and I was developing some maybe new technique or like even even with this like crystal glaze, I was trying to just do it in glass or something, and it's like testing in one year and nothing, nothing happened. Or even you thinking you have quite good good product, it's look good, everybody like it, but nobody nobody buying it because it's too expensive. Right? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I mean, there is that happened, balance of like yeah, it's very often. you can't be working with platinum and like these amazingly yeah. expensive materials, or else you priced yourself out of the market, basically. Yeah. So I mean, and you know it's good. You know it's like very like you good craftsmanship is good everything, but you just don't don't manage to get like anybody excited how do you pr find that price point that's sort of the right price point that's not pricing you out of your current clients or i mean even if you're starting off so like any clients like how do you find that right price point that's not too high to turn people off but high enough that it doesn't make it so you're poor it's like you can always look around ask to see what if you're really starting is good to I always say come to how much it's your work in it, but if you can't this and you can't all the development, you come to the price, nobody will, nobody will pay ever. <laughs> if you can't like all like developing of your technique or something, this is not possible. Yeah, like if, but, I, I, if I added up all my years of school and all the failures I no, did from no, school no to, to, to put it in saying like, oh, well, I spent eight years of training <laughs> for this first piece that I'm selling, so I need to be paid back for all of that. It'll never happen. But it's like, in if you, if, there is a there is a price and market even i think this is even in free art and everything if you're starting you are not like you can't count your name in it like that you are like kind of famous 
if you look at there is a prime i find the pricing it's insane if you look ceramic glass or something there's a kind of almost i will not say standard price but you can look and there's a kind of price you can you can get some guard guard line in which is in if you of course this is exactly if you make some like functional pieces the price is not so not so not so not so high because there's kind of you can compare it between you know if you do if you do ceramic vases and it's not it's kind of small vase and you are not like big name it's kind of similar price for everywhere i will say everywhere or it is because i've noticed that there's also price differences regionally like uh, the price of things in prague would be different than the price of something very similar in berlin or paris I or london think so. you think they're the same price no, no, i think it's exactly the same it's not a big different okay Okay, I had like what you need to look like. Sometimes they more like they put more percentage than you agree with. This is like happened to me. Like they they find they thinking they can sell more, and they put much more on it. Well, well, and slow then, down. Tell yeah. the story. Elaborate on this. So. No, 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 no. I, I don't. It's it just it just happened like that. I I, I find out later that they try really. I had some setup what the recommended selling price, mm-hmm. and they just sell it much more. They just try to sell. And did they? To, but did they do it successfully? Did they actually sell it for that higher price? I don't know. I don't know. But they was advertised, and I had talked with, and they put it back. But I think this is not only it's happened. It's happened. It's happened like before. But I think it's happening less now because now it's even Europe. It's small, and you find out these things, and it's not. It seems like the internet, in some ways, has actually yeah. made it easier to sort of track and keep tabs on yeah, yeah, your, exactly. your, the people what, selling your works. Cause... Exactly what, what the price is, and some some shop they want to have it on uh, like internet to sale, and after you just click at the name of artist, have a look, and you say, "Wow, how this?" <laughs> yeah, how can you sell my work yeah. for so much more than they sell it over here yeah. in this other country? Sure. Yeah, but I don't think there's regionally like big difference. You maybe sell. But I'm still surprised I sell quite well in a Prague, like because I'm like I think that when people people come here they want to buy something from local artists still sell like compared to another city I still sell better better in a, in a Prague. Right. But I okay. think this is really this is really run by the like uh, tourism. It's even because there's a lot of high class clientele come here, not only like low kind of low cost tourists coming for cheap holiday Prague. Right. So you're based in Prague, and you sell. Where where are you uh, represented? Where where can people find your works right now? I mostly hit uh, like a few like what you will say design store. But where? Where? I mean, oh, literally. There's a, there's a like the life store. There's a very small store they do well, and I like them. It's in Nerudova Street. Very small oh no! I mean, store. like Prague. What other cities? Oh, I was where... going to ask Prague. No, no, yeah, okay. no. Outside of Prague, where else could people oh, find? No, them? I had uh, I had galleries on like some you know, free base. Sometimes they have some, sometimes no. It's in London, the the Paris I had a good one, and Amsterdam. If now in the Milan, uh, and actually good one. Do I find a good uh, good store in uh, Tokyo too? In where? Uh, Tokyo, in Japan. Tokyo. Wow, yeah. I mean, these are amazing places to be yeah. exhibiting, like yeah. selling your work. So yeah. these are things that I, personally I would be playing up. Like I'm in London and Paris and yeah, Amsterdam it's and yeah, Milan. It's good, but it's like you need to still you need to sell it. And it's more what the what is it? It's more uh, it's like more really like all like um, they don't like to sell some same time, but it's more like design store. 
but they do very often like they do very often they try to be like an art art kind of side too but they're still keeping it like it's more like every kind of like more for interior decoration and this uh, is not really free art uh, it's not really free arts gallery well that's an, that's an interesting balance yeah. do you like being referred to uh in the terms of like as decor or like it, how do you feel if somebody said oh i love your work i'm an interior decorator i use it all the time versus somebody who said i love your work I have it on a mantle. I I use it. So like like people referring to your work as decorative work. Like does is that do you feel good about that or No, I'm okay with this definitely the crystal glaze that decorative work. It's fine. It's yeah. it, uh, fine and had like different pieces and just even with it I tried to find it like maybe maybe a little little different market for it too because they are kind of less less like decorative. Mm-hmm. Recently, you had the opportunity to, to sort of think about a transition in your career where you might go in one direction and, and that could have been either, as you even said, like a, a major change and dramatic. It could have made you very uh, well-respected, maybe a lot of money, but it also could have been a dramatic failure. Um, but the, the the point is that you could have chosen to, to sort of go in a direction that, that you believe would be the most beneficial by the, the perception of the industry kind of thing like you know make more you know make more you make no I think I think I know I know what you mean but I don't I don't feel like it's uh, but I didn't want to really I didn't want to like more hustle video production but I'm still I'm still at the own edge too because now I had to produce all of myself and I spend a lot of time I spending a lot of my time basically with kind of basic production, you know, making it. But what what I didn't want to, and I was worried even worse, if I somebody will making it, I really need to train him for some long time. You are not like you can train somebody. He can just he can just like say, okay, I don't like it anymore. I I will do myself. Well, I don't. I not worry about somebody stealing the stealing the stealing the knowledge or something. This is is really that like, a thing in the, in the ceramics industry that people study under people and then steal their ideas? I don't. Or I don't techniques. think so. We don't like hide. Like even here, we don't we don't hide anything here. And I know glass like artists was used to be more secretly. In ceramic, basically, you can anything you can just find on. You can have a look on the internet. A lot of people running like YouTube how to make it. It's true. People produce the book, even to be like pride to produce book. It's not about it. I think there's a lot of even the crystal glaze I make. It's it's a technique which is known for hundred years, but you really need to kind of master it, and it takes time, effort, and a lot of people just try like five, ten times. They didn't get the results. They like it and move to something else. It's really something you need to spend. Even now, I'm like I get new killing and I suffer for one month. I can't get anything out of it because it's so sensitive, and I need to find out how it's firing and basically feeling being with the broken pieces. Wow. And yeah. um, and this is even the reason I don't want to turn it like. There's a few reasons I don't want to turn it big because like this now I had like few gallery I I like I work with them okay I don't need to write anybody letter promote myself. And this working to make me make me a living. If I will turn to this, I will need to find another person which will do PR to basically sell all the stuff. You produce more. You devalue yourself put a little put bit a too. Probably price website. need to go down too because you were producing more. You will need to be maybe made more. What, what is the price point for your works on average? Let's say at this it's point, it's really I had like small pieces, yeah. which is like. 
that kind of small you can take it they are not they are not expensive in any means okay a bit more like more than vast from ikea but like actually if you want to i HP hope you're more original. expensive than ikea yeah, yeah it's uh it's not it's not how i think it was be retail retail price for the small it's maybe like 160 euro or something for like small vase and you had vase i made i sign it and each is little each is little different which right, means, so i think this is fair price to if you want to start collect something you like you like some so every one of your pieces is one of a kind you don't make anything like you could do the, the glaze the shapes say i yeah. like shapes same but shapes glaze. shapes are same but glazes are different yeah on a grand scheme would you rather be respected or rich huh you can't have both so if you're respected you're not rich and if you're rich you're not respected what do you mean but what do you mean by respected like, like artist or yeah like you'd be in the history books like you'd be you'd be in museum shows all this kind of stuff but you wouldn't have a lot of money oh man i think respected is better okay it's perfectly fine answer. Um, all right. So, uh, when it comes to galleries and the financial and the business side of mm. things, like, so did you approach um, design stores and galleries, or did they come to you? Uh, you know, how did this happen? You know, I, I'm thinking for people listening to this, like if they're a, a ceramicist, a young ceramicist, or or even a you know somebody who's emerging and, and trying to get more market. Like, how do you get to the 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 ability to sell? Like, did you go and do fairs and festivals to start getting people interested in your works or did, how did you do it yeah i think i was a bit like always when somebody asked me this i said i'm worst person to ask to because i'm really bad in pr <laughs> as most creative people are yes. and no but i was i was um i was a bit lucky i get help too and i was getting like most of the actual contact i get from the design blog festival in uh in a brack but but so you did a festival yeah yeah okay you need to show some yeah just sitting in your workshop and thinking somebody some miracle will... a lot of people think that though no i, I yeah i see i i can imagine maybe 20 years back people did think this but now you you really need to do at least at least something i think I think maybe not if if it's not going well, maybe like pushing it a bit more, I think sometimes will not help too. You know, if like maybe if the product not right, okay, you need to go right fair too. Yeah. And you need to probably choose which way you want to go. But I think I don't know, I'm maybe really not the best the best person because I only like I know people do a lot of like all around world the festival and some design fair and I'm I'm not really doing this too because the time to because it's really actually hard to combine like teaching and your your own career. It's like it's basically like two job. It is, and a okay, lot of you're, people you're don't in, understand that. In the same that. field, which is good. If it's if it's like if you are in two different fields, if it's maybe you have your, I don't know, you want to switch career and you doing you doing like office job and you want to, and you want to do ceramics. This will be even more difficult to to get because you're really crossing two different fields. But actually, these people are too big and they can be very often much more better manager than artists. Like, if you study art all the, like from the beginning, and if you if you didn't and you want to switch career, I can see sometimes these people actually sometimes much more better. Sure, like, look, look at Damien Hurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, yeah. But I think, of course, you need to do some, you need to do some fair and you need to do it. If you do it, just choose maybe one and do it well. 
Okay, and do like everything, anything, and you don't have a time for. I think this is good too that people okay. can see and uh, what Prague is. We are lucky in the design blog because it get big and there's a lot of galleries coming from all Europe. Yeah, but then, but it's a nice word of advice. The idea that instead of trying to do everything and basically sort of inundate the market to try and you know scatter shot and get just try anything to be very more thoughtful and sort of choose one maybe most two a year let's say to to really focus your attention so the, that idea is something that that's probably very beneficial to a lot of people because that's not really what's told usually they're like hey, get it out there get your work out there you know use all social media platforms and do all this okay social media even though yeah the social media is quite hard to like i know people like post every day i just don't I have no no time energy to do it and it's the same with fair if you do five or six of them you don't have energy you don't have the money you will make them like badly i think you will get it you will get it tired and it's not necessary even sometimes like good you thinking this good fair you come it's not really it's all good have a lot of publicity but people not really coming well the fairs i mean a lot of people like who haven't done these kinds of things they don't understand how much time effort and yeah. money yeah. goes into and it's not even just the cost of the booth it's the cost of the everything else yeah. it's the how do you make your booth pretty it's the signage it's the the, the putting tags on things it's making a price list it's sh you know all the packing materials just to move all your stuff to the design fair i mean the the i remember doing this stuff with you know myself and with other people i even i used to organize an art fair uh, back in wilmington north carolina and like the cost of running those things is ridiculous um, and most if you do abroad, if you do this, this I say, oh, lucky in a Prague, yeah. because you're doing it home and you need to only need to take one from your studio to do, you can prepare everything, you live home and this is really, but once you like, uh, it's like, was like now get an invitation, if I want to do it in Shanghai, I looked at the price, of course, I was like, I can't do this, no way, if you count in all the ship, everything, it's, it's, oh, the ship, shipping artwork is extraordinarily expensive, yeah. like people don't understand that, they're like, oh yeah, just, just ship it, like it's not that easy, like you have to yeah. build a crate, you have to buy this nice specialized foam that works really well, I made a bank in shipping, yeah. I do cheap. I do cheaper's way because I shipping my own stuff. I don't need to like. I don't injure it. I shipping the. But I have good boxes. This is actually give advice to every student to build the good boxes. Well, not just build them, but learn how to build them yourself. Yeah. Like because having to pay somebody else to yeah. build a box yeah. is very expensive. Yeah. But if you can learn the technique of a good, like I come from photography as my background, so. Uh, like I, I was always taught like build your own frames. <laughs> like yeah. if you can build your own frames, you're gonna save a ton of money. And it was true. I, I built my own frames for twenty years and it saved me a ton of money because my work just got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that if I tried to frame it it would cost almost more than the work yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. So yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, and ceramic box is really, once you start to shipping in somewhere, box is really crucial. I can always see, when after graduation students thinking they can make some just cheap paper box, they come to broken sure. to three or four pieces to the gallery, and there's nothing, you're wasting your piece, you're wasting the shipping and everything. Good box, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, good boxes, like that, I like that advice. All right, um, so, so, so at your point in your career, you're probably, what, mid-career we would call you? I don't know. Yeah. I, I never understand these terms. Would you, yeah. like, what would you, would you define yourself as emerging or are you sort of stable? I don't I even know. What... I'm too old for emerging. Too old for emerging. <laughs> how, how old are you? Uh, I'm 39. 
Oh, you're young. I'm 46. Yeah. You're, you're fine. <laughs> so we'll, we'll call you emerging probably still. Because like you're not, like, I don't know. What, you're, you're, you're well-renowned probably in the Czech region. But like beyond that, how, how are you renowned? Do people know your name outside here? No, I don't. I don't, I no. don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, so if you had, let's, let's say you had all the money and all the time in the world. So you didn't have to work, you didn't have to produce for money. What would you make? Oh, that's an interesting question. Well, probably, yeah, I will probably do more. I will have more. I will kind of stop the like production, which make me money now. And I will maybe experiment it more. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I had like I had like some yeah, no some I had in like more maybe last sculpture pieces, and I have some glaze I really don't have a time to work with. Which may be not very interesting how they look like, but they're interesting too because they're very unique. Like the surface or some like on it, like I know nobody else doing it and I have few kind of this project. I really now let to suffer with it. I don't have a time for it to because it's sometimes like hundreds time to firing and mixing and it's really like tons of hour and I can only do it. I even if I employ somebody I can because it's a, something you had to do it, I have in my head. And this is probably something I will, if I really don't need to worry about money, I will, I will do this. Yeah. Okay. How about like, so do you have, uh, do you have collectors? Do, do you have people that you know? Like, I mean, one thing I always wonder about, like, um, selling through galleries or design stores and stuff is that you don't know the buyer and the buyer doesn't know mm. you. So like you can't keep up with them and they can't maybe easily keep up with you. But I guess maybe that's where social media fits in now. Like, so if somebody goes to one of your a design store and buys one of your pieces, they can turn around and follow your social media. So that's sort of the, the modern day mailing list idea uh, versus the old days where you actually like knew who all your collectors were and all this. So like, is that, is that something like, do you keep up with your collectors or do, does it seem like this has been transitioned to some other way? No, I, ooh, I don't like, I didn't, I, yeah, some, I had some people I like, I dealing them, like, uh, I know them and they, and they do, and they do, they do collect, they nonsense and they ask what, what's new and something, they kind of building collection, but to, I don't want to bypass the gallery to like too often I don't do it for purpose if somebody like ask me when you can buy it I can say you can buy it in a shop if you're really interested you can you can visit me too but I really first time say if you really because I'm not in my workshop all the time and I don't even have an address on the website because I don't want like people just turning because I only have some time in and I want this time for me and this I think gallery like they need it they need to making money too you need them I still make do most sales through the gallery mm. but both way it's good of course if you sell it yourself you have more you have more money out of it and i enjoy some people too when they like it and i know them longer time it's really like i must say anytime i never have a, like person to come in and i regret i invite him that was person didn't like it like most of the people they they in they like it they're interested how it's made they really they really happy to see the and my workshop is really workshop it's not showroom of any kind and uh, it's enjoyable too, but like you need to, you need to, I think, to balance it. But my workshop is out of center, which means it's not so many 
people coming. Right. <laughs> and well, so you were talking about the, the relationship of a, of a sales store mm. and, and selling yourself to uh, what what kind of deal, what kind of uh, arrangements do you have with most of these places? Is it 40, 60, 50, 50? Like what's the... Oh, 50, 50. It's 50, 50. 50, 50. Yeah. It's a, it's a usual. Well, it's not that usual, actually. I've been talking to some other gallerists that have very different setups. Uh, so it's not, it's not, I thought it was usual until mm -hmm. I started doing this podcast. Now, all of a sudden, it's not, I'm finding out it's not yeah. that usual. But okay, so 50 50 is what generally what you walk in with. That's fine. Um, when you, when, when you're getting ready to work with uh, a new, uh, space uh, do you do a lot of research about them do you ask friends like do you get references like or do you just go like hey you like my work great happy to have you sell it for me like, and just give them some stuff no i do like of course i do look i do look internet and something sometimes i have like i have now it's a really newly opening the show which is a little risky i send them all they basically almost no no reference but like I like to call, like not only email, I like to call with the person to, I think you can tell a bit more on the phone, but it's always a little risky. To, but what I do too, like once, once they sell, I want them to at least a smaller cheaper buy it, the pieces, not commission, like smaller pieces, like because they, they do sell a bit more, the bigger pieces only few, some like, it's not so often, but smaller pieces do. And I really make this because I ran into some trouble before, they didn't pay or it was really hard to hard to get the pay okay that gallery like they will not really accept it and if it's really good gallery i know i had like i had another benefit to be in this gallery because people will see it and they know it's good gallery i will not push them to buy it. they will not even it's kind of that that kind of gallery they they know they're good and I, I even myself know I'm benefited from because people even see in gallery and say to me, oh, I would like to, I see in this gallery, I would like to, I would like to buy it, or I have a gallery, I have get like this, uh, the new gallery in, uh, in Sydney, and they say, oh, I, I saw it in this gallery, can, can we, can we sell it, and he buy all, of which is you're in which, Sydney which also, I, yeah, it, I just it's small like, so I think small design shop, but I think quite, quite, quite good one. But it's only, it's not big, I, it's few pieces, you know, it's not. Yeah, but so that's an interesting thing though that I've recently found out more about is that a, a number of galleries will do the buying outright versus mm. uh, taking on commission mm. kind of thing. So like, so in the ceramics world, this is reasonably common, like lesser, lower priced point uh, items might be bought uh, outright. I think if they know they sell it, Right, okay. they, they will buy it. and I did I did actually had to from beginning and some color like was first they said oh, if you don't want your stuff if you this way but I find it like it was really hard to keeping with the because you really need to have to keep account and have a look what okay bigger pieces I can keep a track of okay I know they have these two big vases and I can write it down some basically I, I'm by functioning like I had on I had on a wall like list and I'm writing and if sell I cross it wow, <laughs> with okay. a bigger piece yeah, that's yeah. old school yeah that's old school Okay, all my accounting is electronic after, but this actually I find this work for me like better than whatever than works for you. Computer. Yeah, yeah. Not, I'm not here to I judge. Just, you can do this if it's small scale, one scale, big scale. Sure. And with the small vases, there's more like uh, sell, and I really like them to to buy. It's even easier for them too because it's just one one bill, not bill like one small bill every month, and it. And I think it's work okay. 
No, I, again, I come from a different world. Like I, I, I don't produce little, uh, smaller, mm. less expensive things. Like yeah. I don't. So no, I can imagine if you do painting and stuff, you really need. They really need to know if they will. I don't know if this really exists and uh, if they will buy the. It does. It does. It does. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Which, which again, I'm surprised about. I hadn't heard about this, uh, but I mean, I've heard more and more about it. I've heard about uh, White Cube and Saatchi and these kinds of places doing this, where they're buying outright things. But maybe even they know it's good because good price, good piece, and they. I can imagine they can even like storage for some time, no, and sell it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they pay a reasonable price now, store it for ten years, and then they suddenly they can bring it out and be like, look at this amazing new thing, and it's worth five times what I paid for it. But this is not really what happening in ceramic. Well, it's not what's happening really in the real yeah, yeah, art yeah, world. Yeah, that's a that's sort of an elite sort of yeah, level of yeah. stuff. That's not the norm. And I mean, even ceramic, it's like I can see some even well-known name. At least I know in a check, and this even like that, even like that, and still, but still, price is not really like jumping, no. jumping too much. It's it's just it's because the material. I I don't know why is it we did speak about glass little I was gonna say, check, check glass is known yeah. pretty well it's, it's got a good reputation well. and when they do big pieces it's expensive to produce too they have much more bigger expense they need dance factory and they have bigger like with ceramic i had 70 meter workshop and i can produce all i produce and produce in which is well you can only produce as big as your kiln actually yeah yeah, really? yeah yeah but still you can do quite big big pieces yeah Okay, so looking back at your your you know your career, do you have any sort of horrible failure, something that went horribly wrong that in retrospect you're like, damn, I wish somebody had told me about this, or like, or I wish that people, I hope that nobody else ever has to go through this because it was such a silly mistake. I don't know. I did. Um, hmm. What I did after university, I didn't do ceramic. It was really I was like I did. I did struggle for some time and I tried to all different things. I worked with the wood and I was even making like boats and maybe I shouldn't. Boats. I just still know like, like, like full like, size yeah. human boats. Yeah. yeah wow. Uh, no, but it was all fine. But I didn't make much money. I was working for movie industry, but I don't know if I really like, maybe if I like concentrate to start to building my like workshop and things it looked very expensive in a time and i was in there was no market really in a time it's mm-hmm. i can see this better like for people maybe starting it now it's a little better situation but it's bigger competition too now because there's more people in it than used to be maybe 10 uh, 15 years back definitely because it was harder to it was harder to do it when looking at your the all the works you've ever seen in your life, what what was the the work of whatever a design uh, or, or designer or artist or whatever that somehow sort of moved you or somehow made an impact on your creative career? It could be anything in any medium. Like mine is a painter yeah. and I'm a photographer. Actually, no, mine is a sculptor and I'm a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I don't have like in um, what I like in ceramic, but he's he's well known. I really like the work of Grayson Perry, the British ceramist. I like his uh, he's doing a lot of social projects and things. He's not only do ceramic, and I I do I do like his work, but my work is not any. I will not say he's inspired me for. 
But I like how he work, how he work with uh, how he work with uh, with the ceramic. What I look for inspiration, I very look to history of ceramic. I very looked like some like old technique or like old shape of the vases or really what I enjoy to look the museum. I get inspired a lot from the from like history of ceramic because like ceramic is here for you know like. I think like at least fifteen thousand years or more. Oh yeah. Well, it's an interesting thing, like because like a lot of younger people these days don't look to history very much. Like they they look a little bit to history, but not a lot to history. And I'm 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 a big fan of of looking to history. Like I don't you know art's not made in a vacuum. Yeah. No, exactly. Say. You you building on you building on something. And this is like this. I can see very often when somebody come to study. I say, oh, I want to make this totally new form. Of yeah. the ceramic, I said, no, this everything really was here. Yeah, but you just need to do it differently or thinking differently or make it better. It's yeah. not. It's not that you actually like thinking. Okay, I will make something nobody make. Even like I'm like surprised you look some uh, some like two three thousand euro of ceramic. It's look almost it was made now. Some of the shapes, but if you do combination of shapes, different technique, and you you are in different environment, this is exactly what can make it. What can lay, what can what can speak to people even even now? Sure. And sometimes like basic shape better than than too much of. <laughs> this is I would say really I like like to I like to look the to do to the history of ceramics. I will say this big. It's probably inspired me more than one individual artist. That's good. I, as I said, like I feel like uh, a lot of people are sort of um, just not engaging with the history of, of art and then they they feel like they've got this great new idea and they think they're somehow better than knowing and 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 giving homage or, or a tip to or just sort of a reference to some great art historical thing and it's i find it very unfortunate because as you sort of said is like I use the term like standing on the shoulders of giants, basically. Like, you, you yeah, know, you, I mean, there's all these greats before us that did these amazing things, and we, as being the next generation, we should be standing on top of them. So we should use their successes and their failures, and and try to be better than them, to add something new, something unique, something that's special to us and to our generation, and and all this to to progress the medium in some way. But a lot of people don't think like that. Yeah, because but I think in, we are lucky now too because like we can see now all happen, like because like we're really good in documenting the history which wasn't they start to in maybe fifteenth century in the Renaissance they start to look in like old pieces and even there was like they didn't have a big picture but now we really have like almost some beginning of mankind we you can you can look in we are like in quite different position now too mm. but we do. I think that people get like maybe the younger they're fed up, fed up of the museum, and they're thinking they see it all, but it's not, it's not, it's not, it's it's not reality because it was so the museum was so big things in like nineteenth century and twentieth century it was so big that maybe they you feel like oh you see it all and it's boring and but it's up to the curator too how they do how they do how they do exhibition and how it's how it's how it's made to encourage the encourage the people to look at it this is like i really like the va museum in london because they do it really well it's free they changing they they basically can look to to everything anything and it's this kind of style i like to but you don't see this in a in a check too too often for example when you sit down in the studio to make a new piece do you sit there and think, 
blue has sold really well recently. I should make something in blue. Or do you think I want to work in this particular glaze? Damn the market. And I think in second way, it's better. I sometimes have like a little bit picky and they say, oh, we sell all this blue and yellow. We want this blue and yellow. And it's sometimes a pain to make it because like it's maybe it's not really going well if I don't have the right ingredients and it's really like I always try to fight them to not to do it this way. I like to rather like what I make it and I never have I tell them I don't have accumulate here or brown color or something. It's like they do <laughs> they do they do find the market and it's not Yeah, I didn't like I had very often this question, what a fashionable color this year and stuff. It's not I was, I didn't do like, for example, as like in under few years, I didn't do white, which is basically white and with white crystal, they are not so, they are not so flashy. Yeah. And I make one collection, it was, we had exhibition with a few Czech artists in Switzerland. I made one collection just all white to fit it in because it was kind of black, everybody have a black and white work. And I said, okay, I will just fit it to this and I make this. And people see it, and everybody wants to bite after it. I was going to say, not, I would love that. That sounds yeah, fabulous. Yeah, it's not. It's not exactly. And before, if I will bring together, say, oh no, it's not, it's not enough color. They will not sell it. But this is this is you. You always little fighting with them because very often the galleries are kind of like more manager, and they just kind of believe only what they see happen. Hmm. And this is always a little bit. I still have this. They say, okay, we want we want like red cell. We want all red. And I sometimes had to do, and it's little, and it's little, it's little pain. And I even know it's not really from the business side. I kind of know from experience, it's not really make much sense. It's make me like a little bit more difficult war, but it's really hard to hard to hard to fight fight this because they 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 kind of see it's you can see it's a little 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 different. Okay, but in the end, what do you do? Like like the struggle is between yeah no no bit, kind of between sometimes I manage to like it's really what the relationship I had with the I had with the I had with the with the gallery uh, that sometimes I manage to talk to them yeah just try just uh, just try this you know sometimes I like more stubborn and I just I just make it too but it's not it's not big deal it's not something. Oh, I know yeah. people, it would be a very big deal too, but it's not to you and that's fine. No. <laughs> um, but actually, in do this too, the good galleries, sometimes they actually can give you a little push too. Hmm. I had good galleries in uh, London and she sometimes see, I had like with her, like some bigger kind of this, like kind of the, um, uh, what I say, furniture pieces. And she said, okay, maybe not to do flashy, maybe do to try to do like just one color or something, which was less, and I was happy with it too. And it was it was it was good and it was good. To, uh, you can actually, if you have good galleries, like really only not looking in a business, they like it too. You can get. Uh, I, will, I will say good good advice too from. It's not it's not that you actually always feel you are clever and you have better taste and you can get pushed from this side too if you have a good uh, if you have a good gallerist. That, that sounds like. like a great relationship, a good yeah. business relationship. But yeah, also... but I think this happened. It's ha it's it's happened probably quite often. Yeah. Too because when they do all life, they they see a lot of things. They go if they are very interested in. Okay, you have two kind of galleries. Sometimes they just very often like businessmen buy the gallery and thinking make a lot of money, and I see this fail very often. Really, and um, I would imagine the people that were businessmen would probably succeed more often. I don't know. I just I see few, and it was always a bit struggle. And when you have the one they really like, they put more time in it. 
they go around and it's like because they don't count in the you know if your business you're just thinking okay i invest money in it left somebody to doing it and i think this can be this can be problematic too yeah i've, I've of had course the, maybe they maybe they do more i don't know it's, well I, i've yeah. i've heard countless times like different podcast books movies whatever you know different places like it's always about passion hmm. like i mean the people with passion will make it work yeah, one yeah way i think or so too, because running the my personally i don't want to run art gallery I know like some of my friends, they had like ambition to do like open the shop with own stuff or open shop with own stuff and some, I admire them because I will not like, I will not do it. No. So you're, you're not your own public relations. Yeah. No, it's really hard. It's really hard to, hard to make it successful running it. And it's, I think this is, this is actually harder than have your own studio. Definitely. Oh, it is. Have it's incredibly hard to just, just. I mean, being a creative takes a certain part of your brain that's completely different than selling your work. That's a completely different side of the brain. Like, I mean, I've uh, you know I've worked in art galleries and I've done all that kind of stuff, and I've sold artwork, and I can sell your artwork like nobody's business. Like, you want me to sell your work, I will sell your work. But you ask me to sell my own work, and I'm I'm at a loss. Like, I can't do it. I, I sit there. Uh, do you like it? <laughs> I like it. It's one of my favorites. Like, do you? Think? And that's it. Yeah, like, I, got I believe in. I believe in picking up some mistakes. We'll show them the. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I don't really love this one because I made an error over here. You know, but like, <clears throat> it's really hard because I, I can't sell my own work. I can sell other people's works, but uh, it's it's really tough balance because like. You're in an industry where you have to be your own, mo your best cheerleader. Like nobody, mm. oh, this is a big issue I have. Like the arts industry seems like, well, maybe this is just being an adult. So you know, maybe I have this wrong, but like the art, it feels like the arts industry, everybody wants you to fail. Nobody else in the industry cares if you succeed except maybe your galleries at the point where they're making money off of you. But, but I mean, nobody wants you to succeed. Nobody's going to help you to succeed unless it's to their own benefit also. So like, you have to have a, a sense of a strong self-confidence that you're doing a good job, that you're making quality work, whatever you need for yourself to keep you going, because nobody else is going to support you in, that, in the way that you want as a creative person. I will say this is true with every business. Is it? I think if if you open if you open bakery, nobody will really like cheer you to you want to be success, and you will have a competition. I, and I have a bakery here in Prague that yeah. I do cheer, and yeah. not only do I cheer, but I tell other people about them. I think they're fabulous. Yeah, but the, but because they are Arctic good. Bake but shop. If you <laughs> if you, I will say this is probably the same with. With the art, even you have a lot of uh, what what you can do to you can apply a lot of grant and support. There are things you can yeah. you can do too, which you probably oh, you can do probably do with. The, do you go for grants and all this? Do you apply for these things? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we did, we did talk about through the. I do I do apply through the university, but this is really for the university mm. and uh, for myself, not uh, not really. First of all, again at the time probably if i if i if i only work like in my studio i maybe look to something but in other way i'm quite i'm quite happy i can manage uh, 
I really like to actually see my stuff sell, not only for the point of the making money, but I really like to see gone. Right. I really like to like see it go somewhere. This is like I'm not like I'm not like keeper. Like some people like to have I have home my maybe three three my vases or maybe not even maybe two actually, and some other stuff I have like only like some really like few pieces uh, home and I, I don't even in my studio I really like to see making and I really happy it's go it's go somewhere yeah like, I mean, to... I, I've had the discussion with people like they they say like oh I come to art openings to support the artists and say nice things and, and and you know I say nice things on social media about an artist and all that I say I say that's all really fine and good but the best thing you can say to an artist is that I want to buy your work like whatever it is whatever the price it doesn't matter if it's cheap or expensive the, the, the fact that somebody is willing to pay for mm. and then have in their home and experience in their lives, that is the best thing that anybody could ever say or do. Like, I would rather have, you know, five people buy some works than five critics write great reviews yeah. because the reviews are fleeting, they're whatever. But like, but that, the, the fact that people have said, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and say, and say I love your work so much. I want it in my home, and I want it as part of my life. That to me is the best thing that anybody can do to yeah, a creative um, person. I must say too. Of course, when you apply the grant or something, you can you have time for your development. You can make something, but you can get to I don't know. I will not feel like too comfortable if you get to the circle. You just kind of developing something. You don't care. You don't you don't sell. And of course, you want to see. You want this is kind of like exactly with a kind of gratification people like it or something. Of course, after you can apply maybe competition, winning some competition prize. I think this you have two kind of if like either you you want this kind of gratification to either you selling it or you you kind of collecting the the lot of competition you can apply. Well, that's the question. This they, is maybe different. Like this is maybe different, 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 different gratification. It is different because that that's more of a, a competition. Like, against the others like basically putting you on a different pedestal of like i'm better than this other person or group of people kind of thing but but are they really worth doing like you know i mean of course there are some of the great competitions in the world that are absolutely worth doing and if you can win those they're you know life-changing but all the others like there's i feel like they're in this day and age maybe it's just the internet and all this but there are so many competitions that don't really do much. Yeah, no, this. Yeah, if you look, there's quite a lot. You will just. You can like this is you can do too. You can apply. You can apply many. What I see with a little problem when I look some even like good competition, they have one style. Yeah. They really because there's a jury which is like similar people and this style it's now like oh, yeah. kind of on. And this is like this can be sometimes funny if you if you have a look at like maybe last five years or something and you look through and you find and I think even some people actually really try to fit the yeah fit which, the style which is not a good idea like because then you get famous or recognized for a style that's not your own style because you've tailored no it but to you can know it can be or you can kind of developing yeah exactly you tailoring to but it can be good too that you're kind of pushing yourself to do something different. Well, but you're pushing yourself to do something to fit into winning a competition, not... Yeah, but it's, like... it's, it's a both way. If you're selling, you push to make something people want to want to buy to. You have like, I will say both... I don't know, I don't... 
I, I, I really don't like to be very judgmental of this, but I think you always, it's like really, I think even if you are in this ideal situation, like you tell me, you have a lot of money, you don't, you don't care, you do what you like it, I think you still, you will want to be somebody like, you know, like if you are only person on a ward and you can make whatever, you will not be very happy because you have nobody to show it and you want people like it. And I think you still will be kind of pushing it to, I think people like to sing, they're very strong minded and doesn't matter whatever. But I think everybody really wants some this tap on the shoulder. Oh, absolutely. You are, you are, you are good, which means you're always kind of like, I don't think you you can say I'm just doing it for. I don't really like when people say I'm doing it for myself. I think it's total rubbish. It, I, I have a debate with an old friend of mine from from undergrad that if you're only making artwork for yourself, then you would never show it to anybody. Yeah, yeah. So by the inherent nature of the fact that you have put them out into the world for people to see, you have automatically said it's no longer for me. It's for the world. Yeah. So like any artist that exhibits work publicly and says it's only for me, that's a bunch of bull. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no. not. If you if it was really just for you, you would never show anybody. And I think even unconsciously, you kind of try to make something you think that will be, people will like it. Uh, either it's a jury from some competition or it's a, it's a people buying it. You, you have this in your mind. I know. It's such a tough balance because like you want to be as true to yourself and your own vision and your own creativity and all these kinds of like, you know, great arty, arty conversations. But like, but on the other hand, you want people to like it. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, after years of like, I, I could imagine like if you're some artist that's sitting around and nobody's ever liking your stuff, like it's got to start to like really get depressing. Like, and, and it's always, the, it's always interesting because like, I've had times where like I'll be making work and nobody likes it and I'm like am I am I am I missing something am I I often wonder like am I ahead of the curve like have I have, have I thought too far ahead or am I really far behind the curve have I already missed the time for this thing and and, and you never know like you just you just have to sit down and just sort of be self-confident and somehow find a way through it but it's hard like we all hit that that like point where like for you i would imagine have you hit points where like suddenly you're not selling as well in a particular place and you're like what changed what happened was it me was it the buyers did they change colors like did the color of the year suddenly change and you didn't know it like i mean that kind of stuff it it it, it I think it's good to it's not us. too much think of because it's in your head anyway. I feel this is in your head anyway, and there's no much reason to think about it. This is maybe one of the reasons too. I don't want to get like make a running workshop with the people because after you really need to think about this, you really need to sell a lot. Yeah, and sure. you need to need to know if like if it's now stop selling, I will still manage. Right. It's not, yeah. it's not that you have ten people working for you, yeah. and you suddenly stop selling. Yeah, you, just, you need to tell them, okay, you, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks. I mean, that sucks. The, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this can this can be, and you don't want this to happen. Which means you will you will spend a lot of energy to to. But this another like some people some people like this, and this is a goal. They really want to they really want to go go big. And actually, most of the time, it's not really. If you once I see the people go really big, they do work. It's do work. 
because you get kind of I think you had much you had bigger, bigger, bigger because you had to building it you have bigger clientele and everything and you have kind of safe cushion, much more safer cushion than mm. if you're only running yourself and you have few which means maybe maybe not too kind of a, too much you build it they'll come kind of philosophy like yeah. if, you, if you if you're doing well enough that you can upgrade your facilities and your employees and whatever then theoretically you're doing well enough that you can maintain that but i mean what happens like have you run into have you run into a point where like you're making stuff and you're making like a, a series of works or whatever that you're currently working on and then suddenly like it it's not selling have you run into that i basically do i had like one the the line selling it or another sell just uh, sometime something mm -hmm. And you know, it's it just kind of constant. Maybe some places uh, I had like some places like stop selling it, or they just don't want. You know, very often this like a, they want to show new new things. Sure. But they try to say something new, didn't sell much. They they move on, and you get different. You get another place, which means kind of. But I don't really run like it's maybe I'm not really on the business side. I don't write. I don't run big big production but but you're always work. do you make only one style at a time or are you working no, in multiple no, no. styles work in multiple, multiple you're things. always working in multiples okay. multiple things it's really yeah no it's it's not just one one thing one thing so one thing sell more than other but it's not really the just the one what's smart i mean yeah. it's a not all your eggs in one basket kind and of i think idea. this is good exactly good to have a side project maybe you can when this this stop selling it you have more time to develop it and you already have something started and and you can look it's even too when you when you have like and i i, I speak some some other people which they have this they had like one thing sell a lot and they know they have other things they don't sell it's not sometimes that bad but it's you don't have a time to promote it it's not like that you you can you can promote it multiple like multiple pieces to mm. sure yeah most of galleries they want you to just like maybe like few pieces from your work they can't they can't have a space for have like okay. you know a lot lot of lot of pieces most of the actually this galleries that they they have rent. They they had to pay rent, and they are not big. Yeah. Also, this this free art gallery because they sell. I think I think this is total. I don't see in this business like this really free art gallery. They're huge, I'm sorry, the like white cubes, like the f like free art, like free a oh, free art gallery. Okay. Yeah. 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 The I yeah. They're I, running on much more bigger scale and well, and that's you places, know, but with the craft or what does the design? Also, this guy you can see they are not big. Well, that's, I mean, that's the question of why so one, of the, one of the impetuses for me to start this podcast was like these big, what, what you would call free art galleries, uh, fine art gallery. Yeah, fine would be, art, that would be the yeah, word sorry. that, well, that's the American yeah. term we use for it. Free art is, is very European. No, this is actually like free art, even I, I kind of translated from Czech. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was very, wondering how the, yeah, where that yeah, came yeah, from. Yeah, so yeah, yeah the, the fine art guys, like how, how do they make a living? Like, I mean. Sure, we all know about the big ones, the Saatchis, the White Cubes, the the you know the, all the New York galleries and stuff. But like, my thing is, is like, how do I want to? What I'm hoping by this the creation of this podcast is to make it so that all the people in the middle, like, there are a lot of uh, tutorials and classes and whatever for beginners, and there's a lot of press and conversation about the Saatchi sales and the Christies and the Sotheby's and the, all the, these big prestigious Venice Biennales. It's, it's the, the working class people in the middle. Like how can they get better? 
you know, you go to that that next uh, echelon of their career. Uh, you know, how can you get another better gallery or, or raise your price or or find a new style or whatever that that next thing? So like that's what I'm sort of hoping to. I don't know, inspire or assist people in finding for themselves the ability to, to make that next leap of a career path. That's my thing. So, um, all right. So let, let's try and sort of wind this down. So uh, as I've told you before, and I, I'm, the podcast, the, I have a what I call a quantitative and a qualitative uh, end goal for this, or not end goal, but like goals. One of them is is that I desire to have a work of mine. So since I'm the one running this, I'm going to use myself. Um, work of mine in the Museum of Modern Art in New York. And so I, every guest, I'm going to ask them, what's their recommendation? To give me some thing that you believe I should do to go on that path. And then I will go do it. So whatever you recommend, I will go do. And then I will also keep people involved. I will keep you all updated with uh, results of all of these things that I'm going to do from all these different uh, perspectives. So what's your recommendation on, on how to get there? <laughs> this is really hard one. I don't, yeah, I don't see, I don't see myself being this stage and I don't have this kind of, maybe this is my mistake to this kind of long, big, long goal. Why not? Which I admire in my habit. I only have like small, <laughs> uh, small steps. I don't know. This is, I was joking last time. Just take one and stick it in. <laughs> when I could looking. do that. Yeah, that, that's sort of <laughs> cheating. It was done before. It was done before. Yeah. And it's cheating. Sort of cheating. No, I mean, my, I, I want to, I want to, basically the idea is I'm trying to learn and, and, you know, through all of you all, so through all these guests and all, everybody that I get to talk to, I'm hoping to learn how the art world functions well enough that uh, I would be able to follow the system and follow the breadcrumbs to, to the end goals. I mean, so that, that's the one qu quantitative because mm -hmm. that, that one will have a, a literal resolution. At some point, hopefully, I will actually have a piece on installation in the Museum of Modern Art. The other one is this. What what kind of things sort of for anybody who's listening? So not you know just, just the two of us, but anybody who's listening is like, what's a, a recommendation to uh, make it so that you can have a sustainable livelihood, so that you can make enough, you know, not be rich or anything like that, but just be able to make it a, in your artistic and creative career. What's the, any sort of recommend, you know, personal recommendations? Okay, with the first one. I think you need to you need to get a friend with curator. Okay, curator yes. friend, yeah. Yeah, curator friend definitely. I think this is I think very important if you want to get this kind of gallery or Okay. I can but I'm not really even leak to like thinking something something like this, not for sure not. With the with the sustainable living. Yeah, I don't know. In um I think in a, in like my field, like which I will say is a craft it's good to like slowly build your workshop because this is your essential, but I will not get crazy with the like sometimes want everything, but slowly build your workshop and try to find out if you can make money. Don't go crazy because I know some people just want, they just want to full like with workshop with everything and thinking this is the, Oh, we love toys. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get this like boy yeah, toys. Yeah. 
gear acquisition syndrome. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I think I, I'm in photography. They love their uh, yeah, gear. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my god, it's it's absurd the amount of gear the photographers own. Do you? Know, I'm technically still a photographer, even though I don't take pictures very often. I don't even own a camera anymore. Like. I mean, it's silly. Like, technology keeps changing so dramatically, so quickly. Like, uh, it's easy. I don't shoot in often enough to invest in all that equipment. I'll just wait and rent it when I need it. You know, like if I'm only gonna be shooting even like once or twice a month, I can just rent daily, and it's gonna be substantially cheaper than like buying and sustaining all the digital equipment as it continually evolves and changes. And, gets outdated and you have to buy new and oh, it's yeah. ridiculous uh, yeah. this is this is definitely different in a, in a craft or any because you have like sometimes i even joke like technology of ceramic didn't change for yeah. years. you're it's using the same, the same tools that your great great grandfather you can, did yeah, yeah yeah you can okay okay we have now electric learn and i can because I do like a lot of technical work. I basically computer connect to the kiln, but you can do without it too. Or you can a lot of people look. A lot of people like just made like kind of Japanese style kiln on a garden. And yeah, I think you need you need to some you need to some workshop. I'm not personally. I'm not like I know a lot of people do in big cities. I'm not like big fan of sharing workshop because I always think there's a kind of there's a kind of like you will will fail to work with too many people when you when you when you want to it's fine when you're experimenting but when you want to get serious i think even you need your own workshop or maybe with a partner or something to oh and, sure yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't like people touching my stuff yeah i mean yeah. I, I love it no group. i'm not i know i know this very popular now the sharing but i think it's only good for start and after you really need to looking to you need to find out like if you want to be in city or countryside Right. maybe maybe better and to to try to get your style and something you can sell it's not it's not i can i don't know i don't have any hard recommendation it's, no, it's no. hard it's hard business it's really you always be very easy easy destroyed by like some particle milk situation or something and i think what's very important get out of your country i mean with the uh, no, 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 I mean like oh, we can stay in our country, but with the uh, with the find out gallery or sale, I think it's very important to sell out of out of your out of your country too. I'm maybe and I'm not very good in English with this. No, no, I, I to, you need to find the market like bigger markets and okay, maybe if you are in America, you don't need it. <coughs> Well, basically, uh, like, what you're saying is go, f- find your market. Don't assume the market is wherever you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good too because always now it's work very well. The locally people want, like, look, people like not everywhere. Not yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, here, not. here in the Czech Republic, I have found that a lot of collectors and buyers and stuff they say oh we like to buy local we like mm. to support local and all this but that's not true everywhere i know lots of people that are like no nah, i don't care whether it, i don't care where it comes from as long as it's good yeah no no no. I, like, I mean like it's but it's it's work it's part of it's part of the market some some people like it's nice to do when you when you have somebody like you know like well you know it's come to your workshop it's good too but i think you really need at least in europe at least look and like, look like within look within Europe because it's can do you know if like if the Czech economy go bad you have at least another market but I will say in Europe now one economy go bad or go bad <laughs> yeah the, yeah the European market is all sort of tied together yeah, yeah. but but it, but the idea of of focusing more on 
finding the market for your work instead of making work and expecting the local market to sustain you. I think that's a, a good sort of idea that maybe a lot of us haven't thought about. Like I, I didn't really think much about it until I moved here to Prague about a year and a half ago. And for the past year and a half, like I've been showing my work to galleries and trying to get exhibitions and stuff like this and, and just very little interest in my work. And what I finally realized after like a year was that, well, why do I think that just because I live in Prague, that Prague is my market? And it's really not. And, and I need to realize, and I needed to realize basically the words of advice that you're giving, I just recently figured out for myself, which is my work is not necessarily fitting where I live. So I just have to find a different market for my work. And I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be easy or, or it's close or anything like that, but there's some other market that probably is better than the one I'm living in now. So it's a great little idea that we yeah. need to of course it's, it's you can work now with uh, social media email everything you can communicate but of course you still get a better relationship with people you you can meet sure even, even some galleries i had like in uh, the good one in london no she's come back i know her it's much more easier to work with than if you work with a stranger uh, is i guess the last little bits would be do you have any sort of a things that you want to share or talk about for yourself that that I haven't touched on something some knowledge that you're like oh, I love sharing this knowledge uh, I don't I don't know I think I even I feel like I talk more than I know <laughs> we all do yeah 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 I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't really know I think it's really all about it's it's not about like if you want to get rich to something else <laughs> you really need to i think you need to you need to you need to like it but once you it's really good if you can but this is with uh, i don't know i think it's a big lot of cliche it's like once you make at least make you living and you make you making it it's, it's really joy it's not that you suffer morning you suffer go to work and stay late at night and you are annoyed with but in another way it's really like it can be it can be really hard to to have some family life or social life too sometimes because you you spend so much you spend so much it's all fine when you do it yourself uh, when you are alone or something it's because you spend so much time in your workshop and with your work and when you combine a career with something else which sometimes you very often had to you just find out you may be spending too much too much time which this can be big danger big danger too than like nine to six job sure well actually we're because weekends it's your working day too right i totally understand that my wife and i have a going back and forth about free time and vacation yeah. time and all this kind of stuff so like yeah so are you married single mm, no. children no, no children no, no. Children? okay and i think does, this big uh yeah i was gonna say big, big part of it too. yeah i was gonna say does this concern you yeah yeah no. And uh, actually, I now start to like think really I should take a holiday and things like this because even if I take a holiday, it was kind of working holiday, and uh, I, I know I did and the same I thing. start to because of getting getting forty, and I think I should maybe enjoy life a little bit too. It's uh, but I think this is like a lot of people have this is like a danger because you like it and you really spend all the time with it, but you need to decide if this worth it or no. This is maybe we, yeah. This maybe we didn't talk about it because it's not even about money. And I think it's just like mm. it's taking a lot of time. And I don't think you can do it to take little time or something. Just 
you can do it like hobby it's not maybe it's not what we're talking about it yeah my wife calls my art a hobby and it's a it's a czech translation thing but basically her perspective on it is if i'm not making a living from it whatever it is it doesn't Mm. even matter what it is if i'm not making a living from it it's defined as a hobby I personally like being a being a educator and being a, a academic and a and a, an artist. I find offense at, at my work being called I, a, a I hobby. Know what, is, what people do, and I know. But I say you can do it like if you like it, you can really do it like a hobby. Maybe have sometimes some exhibition or some sell something, and you have different job. But it's not really. I think this is not what we what we talk about. It is really if you want to do it professionally, different 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 story. This is, I think it's even different story. What you say, like you have tons of money and you can do whatever you do. It's a, you are in different level too. And this can be actually a hobby too. Yeah, it <laughs> could be. Yeah. Yeah. Think of all the artists that like, they suddenly came into a lot of money and then they changed style. They yeah. changed materials. They changed, mm. you know, all everything because they, they didn't have to do something. Then they could just do whatever they wanted. So they like did some other material and yeah, it happens. Yeah. A lot of people And this can do. be even bad too, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think it's not anymore. Like I don't like this too. That like people have this kind of old fashioned like from Van Gogh time that artists should be hungry. It's I had actually one gallerist. She was like, she kind of pushed me to some like didn't want to, and and she had this argument. I just kind of like wait, go she, away. This gallery told you you yeah, should yeah, be yeah, a yeah, starving yeah, artist. Yeah. <laughs> it was like this like very old gallery. So it's like I was like I was almost laughing in a phone. I was saying this is not <laughs> this is not uh, what I'm looking for. <laughs> there's no need to be a starving artist these days. I mean, but but it 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 feels like it's just changing a lot like you we we have to be more active like the there was a uh, years ago i had to write a grant and, and they said oh write a three-page thing about your artwork and i'm like if i wanted to write about my work i would have been a writer like i'm an artist like so like let me let, just just judge me on the criteria of the quality of my work not the way i write about my work but these days, like you kind of have to be able to write eloquently about your work as well. Like you can't, you can't just make a beautiful thing and put it in the world. You have to give it some extra gravitas, give it some more depth. I mean, even your stuff. I'm sure you you put it out, and then you, there ha, you, there is a story that's like, oh well, this glaze is this historically special glaze because of yada yada yada, and and, and you have to give it. Whatever yeah. the work is, you yeah. have to give it that extra layer that is not just, I make a beautiful thing, love the thing. Like you have to, these days, I feel like you have to put more depth or something. Or I'm not sure what the right yeah, word yeah, for sure, it is. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And, 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 and in a fine art, mostly, sometimes without a long text, you don't even know what it's about. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a different yeah, issue yeah. completely. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like you... But I think the, what, what, what I find amazing, they really want you to write about your work very professionally, but actually the, the critic or, uh, or the journalist like from magazine, newspaper, they re- they really bad in writing. I would say this is really go like, if I look some old magazine, they write about, if I say, well, say like Rapport, like maybe even Czech in like 60s, 70s, there was good articles about it. Go to point, very good article. Now there's no, there's very like few of people they can write well about if I'm in craft, but they want you to write everything, and they just like basically all like magazine or 
lot of like even there's a lot of web, website about design it's sure. copy and paste very often yeah no, and i really yeah. like as i don't want to i like somebody to write something about my words that i can maybe get even out of something out of it too because well, it's it's much click more, it's clickbait they're just looking yeah. for fast easy yeah. simple they're not looking for eloquent and and, and i think elaborate. this is this is what what is what i'm missing and i think this is even this push that you should write it's a little bit of laziness on this on this side too yeah, this this really like even with the curator or something. This like not so. There are some good, but not so, not so, not so, not so many. And I, I sometimes I'm really annoyed when this like write me. Oh, can you give me the text? And after I can see, they only like make even some mistake in it, copy half of it, and that's. That's, oh yeah, uh, it's funny. Like when I was preparing to do this podcast, I started thinking of questions and stuff. And one of my questions that I was thinking about asking was, "Are there any art critics out there that you respect and you read and you listen to?" And I was suddenly like, "There just aren't that many well-respected international art critics at all. Much less like your best of. <laughs> like, can you even name like three well-renowned international art critics?" That are working right now. Um, uh, in a fine art, I'm not really too. And in a in a, like craft ceramics, is most of them that actually like dead. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> or, my, that, that's my or point. Or well, well passage. I mean, uh, the whole sort in of a, the... in, a, in a Czech there is the um, but he's now more work with architecture. It's uh, Adam Stech. He's kind of like my my, my generation. But it's almost all like other other universities right to now. They had uh, they. They had a master degree, uh, master degree for theory of art, and we're just hoping some people get kind of catch on this uh, like uh, craft. It feels like there's sort of like this. Um, there was a time where art critics sort of ruled the roost. They 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 controlled and made or broke uh, artists and creative people's uh, entire professions. It seems like that's sort of that time might have passed. Like it seems like they're not the ones in control anymore. Yeah, I think this is a good point too, which can be good, it can be bad too. Good is it for, because like, you need to be friendly with them, and yeah. it's probably make you, I, I don't know, because I didn't, I didn't experience this, yeah. but what I kind of hear, like, from maybe older generation, they can really make you, make you or fail you yeah. easily, and this, now it's like, I think it's like with everything, it's really, uh, how do you say in English, uh, decentralized? Decentralized, decentralized. Yes, yeah. and it's yeah. up to like social media a lot, and it's mm -hmm. up to you, and there's not really, which which is good too. But I think what what is bad too, for, it's kind of developing maybe um, a tutorial. I think this is what the lacking to. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Like to, um, maybe theory of art or. Theory? Theory, yeah. Theory, theory of art. Okay. I think then maybe in a maybe it's little better in a fine art when they really you have the gallery and you still have to have a curators. But I what I really like missing in the, uh, missing it in like this like apply art or craft and I think there's a there's a missing kind of like mm, like center point or something which can you always have something to Maybe we don't. They maybe there is. We don't. We don't. We don't see it now. I think even fine artists are a little lost now. They, they are, I think they they feel like they try everything, anything, 
Yeah. But they still, I think there is a search for, and then like in a in a final, I think they will be in a in a apply art or craft. They will be good to maybe have uh, have something some something like this too. They they was like there's always uh, I think there is a kind of two maybe two point. But I think they are very fashionable to even like kind of sustainable design. Mm. Which is sometimes, sometimes I can see them more. It's more fashionable things than really sustainable things. Right. Yeah. That you like really e- like eco-friendly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, eco-friendly, that, yeah. but when you really look into it, it's not really. It's just like look like, or it's kind of experimental, or there's a lot of like kind of um, maybe like remake some traditional technique or make it like uh, using some traditional technique to some like new design which is very often i can see it's like it's can be and i think this is even kind of going it was a little like maybe a few years back this was very very fashionable right. which is like good things but sometimes you can see it's really somebody like pushing it to, to be like to be in a trend but it's kind of trend but i think there is uh I just kind of feeling I have this there's a there's missing something some kind of like bigger maybe bigger uh, I don't know I don't know how to Mo- I mean, really, movement like, or yeah meaning, maybe movement or, or something me- yeah yeah bigger meaning maybe in a but maybe there is and you really hard to see it but it's exactly what I think there's no I don't see I don't see any I think, well, that kind of stuff, hindsight, I mean, uh, yeah. you know, they'll be able to look back 10, 15, 20 years from now and look back here and say, oh, there was this whole movement of, you know, eco-friendly, whatever, you know, that, that sort of defined this generation. But, you know, in the end, the, that kind of stuff comes up to uh, histories written by the victors. So it's like the, the most successful artists and, and ceramics yeah, of but this no, time. But always there's, a, there's a some like um, tradition of the art or the crap that he maybe writes some manifesto or something to something try to even uh, maybe thinking oh this is what we should do and there's some kind of uh, strong opinion about it but there's not nothing there's nothing here now yeah that's the thing like you don't hear it's about people of, writing manifestos yeah yeah i don't like of personally i like don't i'm not big fan of it but i would like to I would like to see it, even if you say, oh, it's not true. Or I love I the concept of an artistic manifesto. Yeah. I think it's fabulous, but yeah. I don't want to read one or write one. But, yeah, I but I'd love I to hear the to, idea I don't, of it. To, I don't mind to read it. And I think this, of course, this is like with social media too. You're just looking pictures, like yeah. looking and try to match it something similar. And and I can I can really see it's much more different than just see if you look the picture and if you after like maybe like really speak to artists or read something about it or maybe like good text with it. And I think this completely it's all like visual. Well, I mean, it's an interesting issue because like the they say that the humans were designed to only have about 150 friends or, or, or relations, and, and now are literally like our social networks are billions of people i mean between social media and emails and 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 the news basically being you know broadcast around the world from everywhere else around the world i mean we're we're actively involved in i mean for goodness sake you you have an exit you have work in london and hong kong you said and sydney i mean but, but like 50 years ago that would be nearly impossible yeah, so like your your market when you you were an artist was this basically as far as your car could drive or as far as you you could mail something easily, you know. But like the idea of being in this massive international market that we're now in, I mean, 
who who do you listen to? You know, like what you know, there there's so many different things going on in so many different parts of the world. Like, how do you find the market for your work? No, I think I think this is we we come to the same point. Like you could have it fifty years back too. There was like but you had to work through there was maybe some ceramic association or something and they get you to the places through the maybe even through the government and it was like little you need to be in this kind of like maybe group or something and now you can do it yourself but that's the thing now we have to do it ourselves. yeah and, and you had to do but before okay but but before except what we say you need to be friendly with these people you need to be you need to be involved but it was maybe more personal and plus they was they was somebody write statement and put together work now it's everything kind of like it's almost sometimes you are lucky or somebody's very active on a, i can see it can do a lot like it's you very active on a, like social media Indeed. to get you to the places you you pushing it but, but it's my all it's done does ever. it does social media actually get you to the places you want to be I, I don't hear about a huge amount of like literal direct like they they people did social media or they, they first they had to make quality work then they put that quality work on social media that quality work on social media led them to x curator x gallery x exhibition x amount of sales like you don't hear about those straight lines no 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 I don't know I don't I don't believe it's like if you do just social media they will solve the um your problem and get you good contact but people accept once you you need to build it anyway and once you have it but people actually really expect you to have something like i didn't have a year ago i didn't have a instagram and everybody was saying you really had to oh yeah you, you should have, have instagram to, you have yeah. to you have to have it nobody now looking on a facebook and you really push to push to do it because they want to see the stuff they want to get update and for them it's like easier they get your update like this and i'm talking oh, yeah. oh oh i see this this you have these new things and it's work it's work this way but it's not will work because there's a tons of stuff and if you're just hoping you're putting the you're putting the you're putting the even like some like i don't know something amazing or nobody will notice if they don't know you there's a question like you know with the the sheer volume yeah, of stuff yeah. that's on social media does yours sort of race to the top is yours the cream of the crop and how do you do that i mean it's an algorithms that the, the, the these, these no, i don't i don't actually believe in created. this like you're just doing through the so what, what's the so in your mind within the knowledge of social media your your gallery spaces that exhibit or design spaces that exhibit your works what's the the the, the way to success in the 21st century like how you know what's a what's a path a path maybe not the path but like a path what what is it you think is the the I should, I really I really think I'm not best person to give anybody. No, but I'm, that, I'm, you're I'm, the perfect person to do it. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not I'm not this I'm not this known, and it's not even that I that I like making tons of money with my with my work, and I know everybody. I had like uh, advice from some friend. She's she's like teaching the PR, and she said I do really badly. She even gave me some student to help me like. To kind of the teach to try on me how to improve it yeah and they give me basically homework what everything i shall do to actually improve this and i have to totally fail i have no time to do this and uh, is it that you had no time actually, or you had no desire the time, it, this is but no no actually i will this is exactly like i will have to take this time from my cut time from my workshop or teaching and put it into this and i actually really do social media to like 
it's my lastings, you know. This is the. But and I mean, but to me, that's after an, washing the dishes. Well, that, but that, that's a, that's an issue that, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't think that like a lot of people that are outside the arts world really understand is is like, in order to fit in social media, which is more or less we'll call it new, like artists we we have our jobs whatever we have to do to make money whether it's our art or something else and then we have some free time to do our own personal creative works and then and then now on top of that we have to add in being our own yeah. public relations people like so literally it's another part-time job that the people in the arts industry have to add on to their list of things that they need to get done so not only do they have to make beautiful works and, and interesting creative stuff but they also still have to do other testings and trials and, and failures and things that don't work but now we also have to be our own pr people by like working in social media and, and it's and it's a whole different way of thinking i mean it, it, it's pure business model it's pure public relations it's pure uh, cult of personality it's like all these things that most people that get into the arts don't want to do and that's why we chose to get into the arts because we don't want to do these things but now we're forced to do them yeah, but but i wonder like with the maybe this other generation we really feel like okay i'm doing it i have to do it i know it's work kind of but maybe with the young generation i feel they maybe they grow in it they just do it naturally more like i know but it doesn't help you and me no no but maybe it's like you know maybe like <laughs> maybe i dinosaur in this and they, it's it just work like this is i say i maybe i'm not really the right person to to give this give this advice because i'm just really doing it this is pain I'm don't doing I don't doing well. I even get professional advice on it that I'm not doing it well. <laughs> so do I. It's fine. No, I mean, no. You. Everybody has something. There have been some great things that you have said. I mean, I, I'm that I will remember after this is done. So don't think like you don't have good advice. You have good advice, and you have good insights and ideas about things. It's just. I mean, the problem is, is like us as creative people, like we, we spend so much time trying to be creative and trying to do our thing that oftentimes we don't really even take a step back and realize, wait a minute, I make beautiful things and people love them. People buy them like you're, you're you make these these pieces and you put them out in, in design shops and people love them and they buy them and they collect them. But you don't have time to sit back and think about that because you're more involved with trying to put out more social media, trying to produce the next thing that you have to produce because you have to, you can't just sit on the last thing you made. You have, your best thing has to be the next thing you're about to make, not the thing that you just made or else you're sort of not continuing to make work. So it, it's tough. Like it, it's an ever evolving career. Like we, like a lot of careers, like you can just do something and you do it really well and you can sort of just sit there and just do it really well. But we have to continually evolve. We have to continually learn new skills, learn new techniques, learn new, you know, social media is a new thing that we have to learn. You have to continually learn new glazes and new, you know, techniques. And maybe, you know, kilns are now electric, but they probably weren't electric when you started. Well, yeah, I don't know how long you've been I'm doing. Old. <laughs> like, I remember, I remember gas kilns. I remember, I remember charcoal kilns for that matter. But, but you know, the, the, you know, things change and we're always having to, I mean, God, I'm, I'm starting a podcast. I have to learn how to do all this the audio recording stuff. I mean, I did video before, but I'd never really honed in on the mastery of these techniques. And we have to continue to redefine ourselves every couple years it seems like yeah but it's not like 
I'm, uh, I don't think, I don't want to look like complaining artists because I think if you will open any shop, I don't know, if you will open paper shop, you find things changing and you need to maybe even like small shops or if you open bakery, you'll find you will have to be social media to get involved community to like you. And I think it's every like only, okay, if you get employed, 10 to 6 business, you save, maybe not even, because if you will be some high-end manager, you will have a lot of your worry to and overwork and everything. But I think it's with every, if you want to do any job good, and mostly if you like running your, I don't think there's a big difference running your business. Like if you do, if you're an artist or if you, if you're running, uh, if you're running clothes shop or something or some fashion shop, you will probably running into similar, uh, it's it's basic. You you are only one responsible, and you need to make it well. And things changing very often. This is exactly what you like. Uh, maybe like uh, fifty years back, you can have the shop and the stuff was same in. People behave same for whole your life. And now with everything changing, I can even see like even small ice cream shop have to run the social media to to doing it well to get involved to get like get involved community and people like write a review and you have few bad review are you gone yeah. i was speaking in like i was in korea and this like restaurant are super polite and they say because this like too bad review and you can close because everybody look at the the people very demanding and this uh, interesting i think this is not only like it tends to sometimes think artists like really hard and everything but it's it's i will say this run through for so it's just business is hard yeah (laughs) so it doesn't matter what the business is whether it's a creative business or a retail business or a service business i think it will okay but you this is same too when you have even retail business you need to i think you need to like it too what do you what are you doing but i don't know i just don't like to i just sometimes don't like the people like are thinking oh i'm something like better and my job it's so hard and I'm so special. I don't like. I don't. I don't see. I think you. Everybody running to similar uh, to similar difficulties. And mostly, if you're running the, if you self basically self-employ, it's 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 hard. And, and you don't even want to speak like all the paperwork. But if you selling something to abroad, and mm. it can be super difficult to make your like tons of paperwork every month and mm. this actually is some things we didn't we didn't touch and this is what I see student after school that are really surprised to get like sell your stuff out of European Union or something mm. I sell like few vases and I have same paperwork like if somebody shipping 10 container yeah. it's same for me sure. with the taxes and everything and to prove it gets out of European Union to receive that it was received somewhere in like Australia and you're doing it for little money because you're selling like few few pieces this is another like this is completely different oh yeah the amount this of paper, is, the, the this is person i employ i have a like i employ accountant because this was like when i get to this i was like she even had to like have to look she said okay i will sit and yeah, i need to study law like yeah my wife is an accountant so i'm hoping that oh, she, yeah, she'll be lucky. able to help me with that yeah <laughs> we'll see but uh yeah it's i mean the amount of that well it's funny like i was going to ask you about that the the amount of arts education that generally artists get when they go to a school is great and we all walk out with techniques and and concepts and theories and all this but um walking out with business sense uh, like the fact of like insurance legal paperwork model releases if they use figures or whatever uh you know consignment uh, agreements yeah. like do, do you all teach that here at umprum yeah there's a there's a few years back they started yeah 
I don't know now because I didn't when I was studying. You should go sit in on it. I'll go sit in on it. They they have it now. I don't know how good this is because these things are really hard to teach. Yeah. Because you need to come into it, and I can see you can get to situation. Even I have good like it's like a content company. They're good to, and they're running now. I basically had a problem like I somebody pay me from Australia but he want to ship it to America and we get to the problem like nobody know how to make this properly. Yeah, who's which taxes do you pay then? Yeah, exactly. And this and it's for like two small vases. (laughs) (laughs) And this is I think you can't um, it's good to they teaching here more, they like teaching here, which is good to we didn't have any of this actually fifteen years back. Yeah, and I didn't get taught uh, any of it. They're teaching how to how to make at least a simple contract and how to do your taxes. I can see even like I had remember I I never been very I'm I'm quite practical minded and never been this nice but I know some of my friends which finish with me or similarly they were thinking artists don't need to pay taxes and things like that was like <laughs> really and it wasn't they wasn't stupid but they just have this silly notion like why i had to pay taxes i'm making the art and it, no. but it wasn't like it was just because it, nobody even like tell us anything i remember i because i was already working after like during the university i was working like some restoration work and things like this which mean i had some experience with the how to build and how to make a taxes, but some people just come out of like, I remember I had really funny conversation with a few of my friends. It was like, they come like, they no I idea, think they come yeah. better prepared now, but I think, I think still it's really, it's hard to fit everything to the, they already have a lot of curriculum. Yeah, I was gonna say, well, it's also hard because like in an art school like yeah. this, like you're trying to cover all bases. Yeah. So like, here's all the legal things for yeah. photographers versus us sculptor versus a stonemason yeah. i mean like they have totally different legal issues like in and of themselves it's, in a way it's similar it's some of it's similar. it'd be taxes similar. Yeah, and like, things like that but i mean like when you get into like like your issue of like shipping internationally and then international yeah, I think sales taxes even, i come like, to this like for the first time into this like i was i even know i start even now know at least i spot this will be problem before i just make it and was like all ship it everything and didn't have a paperwork and Oh, I I'm, for some, sometimes I, even you call finance department, they don't know. Oh, I'm, uh, years ago I had an exhibition the the some works in Cuba and I was an American, and my one exhibition was in Cuba and the the State Department in the United States sent me this like thirty page document that I had to fill out explaining my trip to Cuba. and I had to explain to them over the course of thirty pages that I never went to Cuba. My artwork went to Cuba, and they they didn't get it. Like they made me keep filling this out, and they kept. It's like they were trying to trick me into like like getting me like, oh, we know you were in Cuba. I was never in Cuba. My artwork went to Cuba, but like, boy, they. The, but the the government just loves questioning and and trying to get everything they can out of us. So, yeah, I mean, having good knowledge of it, like. I've fallen into the dumb luck of here in the Czech Republic. I've actually, my wife is an accountant and one of my best friends is actually an attorney who is very supportive of the arts as well. So like, you know, finding these kinds of legal people has been pretty easy for me here because I have no idea. Cause like I would write a contract in English, which is not legally binding here. So like even just these kinds of language barriers in different countries could be issues as well. And you really need to exactly and a lawyer. You need somebody to because you were under some issue. Somebody don't pay or something. You're definitely running into it. There's no and I. I know sometimes I had like friend too. They like gallery didn't pay and they didn't. They didn't think it's waste of money to pay lawyer. Something never get pay and 
this is this is another which is big issue to the gallery don't pay but this is for different i think this can be whole <laughs> uh, is is that common yeah it's a common well, that's unfortunate. But, so, uh, so some gallery has taken advantage of you, basically taking your product from you. Yeah, They've they sold don't it. Have a, or they run out of the money, or they should how did they, they? They can't run out of money if the money is based off of buying things yeah, from you. Yeah, but they, like, but yeah, but they spend them on the um, stuff or something. You know, they don't sell anything. I, I had an issue, and I know why some of my friends have issue now too. And it's not. It's uh, it's it's actually it's uh, it's more common than should be. I think everybody runs into into this. Uh, I'm aware of it. I, I just still think it's it's the you just set the money aside when you make a sale. You set the money aside. You don't spend it on something else. Yeah, like it's, ideally, it's yes. money you owe ideally, to the creator. Yes. But it's uh, uh, we yeah. can come back and revisit this sometime. Uh, no, we'll, I, I, I think there's nothing much to have to be careful. But it still it still can happen. You never know. Even nice galleries they can run out of the money, and it's not. Mm. But I think every, I think yeah, if you do it, you will run to definitely in Czech. But I can imagine this can happen abroad. Too. It does happen. No, I've known yeah. it in other countries. Even I had the gallery. I always need to push them to okay. Can you just say let's go for half a year, right? Every month. Can oh, we don't have a time to and. and yeah, that's an interesting can, question. How yeah. often do galleries like uh, send you payments? I'd say it depends. It depends. Sometimes it's funny too that. You like write them or do you still say, oh, we suddenly we did. <laughs> I'm sorry, say that again? Like that you actually like, when you ask, they say, oh, yeah, we just said it last week. Or you know it's not. Yeah, they, which they didn't send you yeah, last week. But they shouldn't know most. I, mean, I must say abroad, it was, uh, yeah. Knock on wood, yeah. Quite, quite okay now still. All right. Well, thank you yeah. very much for your time. This has been a lot of fun, very educational. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, hopefully we'll have you back again some other time. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks. Good time. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions for me or any questions or comments that you want me to discuss with future guests, please send me an email at matt at wisefoolpod.com W-I-S-E-F O-O-L-P-O-D dot com. Ask them on our website, wisefoolpod.com, or any of our social media profiles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wisefoolpod. I look forward to hearing from you in the near future and assisting you in gaining more understanding of the contemporary visual art market.